Non-stop working, working, non-stop working, working. The Divine Autistic United Society. We don't lose, we just win. So, you got the communism, Chinese Communist Party Army building a son that's not a son. So, is it a stepson? You got to listen to the podcast. You got to follow how they building it. Who is qualified to do it? All right, people, it's time to make it pop and make it steam. Steam. We've been killing it over at anchor.fm forward slash 215. However, I want to give you more. more. That's more content, more music, more info, and more access. access. I'm looking to connect with all of you because, well, if it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't be so dope. So let's continue to build. Join me over at patreon.com forward slash nonstop working. This is the Nonstop Working Podcast. It's your boy, Mr. Hurd, live and in full effect. She got she a got toe, toe in here. How are you, young dirty? I'm all right. How you doing, sir? Shout out to Megan the Stallion, speaking of toes. Thank you for supporting. No, I never give up. I never give up, never surrender, you know? D-A-U-S, the Divine Artistic United Society. Listen on your smartphone, your iPhone, your Apple phone. It ain't worth the job if I can't say what I believe. 5,000 folks on Facebook. don't know what it means this year. Y'all know how it is, family, right? When we bidding, right? I'm the guy that took on every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going down? It's your man, Mr. Hurd. Live and in full effect, holding it down for anchor.fm forward slash 215, the nonstop working podcast. Philadelphia's number one independent podcast. Y'all know how we do, D-A-U-S. The Divine Artistic United Society. Shout out to everyone around the world who's been visiting our website, www.daus.me. Yeah, man, so yo... I'm glad I'm able to talk to you guys today because uh, it's been going down. I wanted to talk with you sooner. However, my voice was hoarse because I was doing some shouting. Ran into some young ladies trying to jump a little homeless woman. Y'all know how it gets. In Philly, bad things happen. And to be fair, I'm sure the homeless young lady did something silly you know but like four or five little girls trying to jump this woman talking about well she hit my mom and so i lost my voice um engaging that which you know fellas we know we gotta be careful doing getting involved in the local dramas you know what i'm saying but i'm glad i'll be able to rap with you guys i've been selling a lot of artwork as well Folks have been awesome about the artwork connecting with me. So we did about 16 pieces in the past uh, three weeks. 16, which isn't, you know, outstanding, but it's good. It's very good. Very good. We're consistently producing this work. And people are getting this work. Haha. But we're producing this work. And we're connecting with folks. And we're discussing different things. So... I'm very excited. So definitely follow at Baron Herd Paintings on Instagram so you guys can keep up with the artwork and the progression of things. 
we've got some wood pieces that are going to be rolling out all right investing in a new burner you know double pin burner so i'll be able to do more work faster but i've been staying up on that drawing game my drawing skills so the drawings will be unique so look forward to that this fall and winter you'll be able to get you a wood burn piece by your man baron Hurd. you know yeah 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 once again i want to say shout out to everybody who's been visiting the website www.daus.me all of you who's been tuning into the non-stop working podcast thank you shout out to my man sir sly remarks my man moolah be the gang for holding it down also want to give a big shout out to my man seth love for always being there and also my man king j the trainer for all of those fitness tips if you guys are looking to stay sharp and get in shape follow at king j the trainer on instagram okay he's giving you guys cool tips on how to isolate those muscles and target those um you know muscles that you guys need to hit so you can stay fit so definitely go follow you know what i mean and before i jump into things uh, i also before i give you guys the the, the, the name of this segment here i want to shout out my man oh excuse me i want to shout out my man infotainment man shout out to infotain over at timeless masterpiece all right make sure you guys visit over at timelessmasterpiece.com for all your timeless merchandise and more all right you can make the this moment and every moment timeless this moment and every moment can be timeless with Timeless Masterpiece. Shop today at TimelessMasterpiece.com. All right, family. This segment is going to be called uh, uh, Beyond Slavery to America. Hmm? Calling this segment Beyond Slavery to America. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, I told you guys, you know, I've been, I've been out dating and talking to folks and everything like that, Just having some unique experiences. And I keep you guys up on all the experiences. I share them with you guys. All right. And um, recently, man, I was, I was out hanging in one of my cafes that one of the cafes I hang at and uh, chilling with this Turkish young lady that I was talking with she's an older woman older than myself but young lady you know we're hanging out talking and whatnot and she was bummed out because she was all like uh, well you know I don't know what to do about my job because I don't like my job and you know they don't like me because you know I don't speak my my English isn't too good and you know, she's she's giving that whole spill. I'm getting bullied and everything like that. And I'm like, well, you can, you know, look for another work or you can, you know, maybe go home for a while. Now, she was saying that she was from Turkey, but she moved to Canada and then moved from Canada to Philly for work or whatever. So she's like, I don't want to go back to Canada. But if I stay here in Philly, I don't want my job. Like, I don't like my job, and I can, I'm not sure if I can find work soon enough for everything, that whole bit. So I was just suggesting, like, well, look, she was like, I can go to Turkey anytime I want. I was like, well, I think 
if you really hate the job so much, you should leave the job, definitely. But don't struggle in Philly trying to figure out things in a hurry and panicking. I was like, go ahead home to where you're saying you're comfortable and you know you got shit on lock, right? You can speak the language all fast. You can keep up with everybody, blah, blah. Say, go back there. Chill. And you can come back if you want. And she was like, well, yeah, I could, but I don't really want to go there. I said, why don't you want to go there? She said, because I like it better here. Because she likes it better here. All right. Not just over here on this side. She, she didn't say Canada. She said here. America, Philadelphia. She likes it better here. Not her home, Turkey. So time went by. We're chilling. We're hanging out. And she you know, kept making little corny American jokes. You know what I mean? And so she threw out one of these... Oh, um, I like the way the Americans speak. You know, it's like music. Da 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 da. I'm like, okay, it's like music. And then I was saying something, and she interrupted me, and she was like, "Well, they should speak this way, but Americans are lazy." And so I just, um, I dipped on her, y'all. When she hit that joint, I just, I just dipped on her, like, all right, shorty. Like, I mean, and I dipped off, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm just joking." Blah blah blah. But I didn't really care to talk to her after that. Y'all know me, how I am, my temperament and everything. Especially with everything being the way it is right now, where we at with it. I'm just not trying to play. You know what I mean? And then you sitting around me with being passive aggressive. Like, I'm not really interested in sitting around that or being around that. So, I gave her some space for a couple of days. I didn't really talk to her. So then, recently I see her. She comes up to me and she's like, oh, hey, I'm going back to Turkey. I'm like, yeah. Well, first she was like, I quit my job. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. She was like, yeah. So she took the advice, like, all right, right? Then she was like, yeah, and I'm going back to Turkey. I was like, oh, and you going back to Turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, I'm excited. I feel so much better, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, of course you do, right? Then she says, but I'm coming back after a year. So she's going to go there, get her mind right for a year, then she's going to come back, hopefully with a new attitude, Okay. But I'm saying this to say to you folks that a lot of people come here, a lot of these foreigners come here with this idea that what we deal with is ease in America, in America, that being here just means you'll be rich, wealthy, famous, successful. They have no idea how many of us are living beneath our means, below the poverty line and making it look good. They have they, they don't really know. They don't really understand that. So a lot of foreigners are coming here and getting their feelings hurt. A lot of them are coming here and getting their feelings hurt. Many of these Africans and Trinidadians and Jamaicans, I'm not trying to play y'all, y'all, but we got to talk about it. They're coming here and they're getting their feelings hurt because they have these ideas from like television. You know what I'm saying? From like television and movies and whatnot. This romanticized idea of what it means to be an American. And then they have huge misunderstandings about what black Americans understand to be. Oh, excuse me. What black Americans understand it to mean being, being an American. 
They have no idea what it means to us. This is where you get many of the foreigners coming here and trying to tell us what being an American means and what Americans' issues are. And family, all that is inappropriate. Hear me again. All that is inappropriate, family. Many of the foreigners think that Americans are harping on slavery. They, 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 they think that Americans, black Americans especially, are under the illusion of a racism that doesn't exist, a non-existent racism. And again, with the bootstrap mentality, they think that if black Americans just worked harder, they would be in a better position. This is what they think. And I want the foreigners to hear this. Foreigners and, and black family, share this with your foreigner friends, respectfully, if you can. Foreigners, that's the trap. And black Americans already know that. And there's a bunch of other traps that black Americans already know about. Mastered avoiding, mastered navigating. And you guys are so far behind. Because you think you're doing something better than us when you guys are simply coming to America and doing what we no longer do. See, we do other things now. We move so different, you guys can't keep up with the moves. Y'all don't know what it is we do. Y'all come over here and y'all are actually the slaves. Yeah, you guys come over here and with your bootstrap mentality and take over the game from the inside and replace the niggas and brush shoulders with the white people. Oh, you guys with that idea, you're the new slaves. I don't care where you come from. If you're Mexican, if you're Spanish, if you're uh, uh, coming from Paris if you're um, coming from Mali or Nigeria, Liberia, if you come here with the idea that what you must do is work hard for the white man, get close to the white man, and avoid blacks to succeed, you're going to fail. That's not what to do. You're going to fail. If you do that, what you are going to do, and this is by design, foreigners, is you're going to isolate yourself. You're going to create a situation where you don't have anyone to rely on. And then you're going to find out the hard way. That to the white supremacist specifically, you just another nigga. Now, it hurts me to see when I'm riding around town, all these different Africans with this preconceived notion that I'm a thug is the is the word that they seem to fancy. 
Oh, I, 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 I just, I just stay to myself. You know, I just stay to myself because there's nothing else to do but get into trouble. Yo, this is the kind of shit they be saying to me. I, I just stay to myself. It's otherwise, you just get into trouble. Where do they get that shit from? That's television and white people. You stay away from those darkies now. Just, you know, you you be careful and just go to work and, you know, avoid the thugs on the corners and in the streets. So this way you don't get into any trouble. So that's the kind of thing white supremacists tell the kids. When you go to school, you know, Philly's nice and you stay in the safe parts. But other than that, you know, you know, don't get into no trouble. So these goofies come here thinking, oh, I got to avoid the black Americans and do better than them. Black family. The hurtful part is that we know what they doing. They don't know we know. So listen, the foreign niggas come here thinking they're behaving in a way that's inconspicuous to us. Meanwhile, we looking at these niggas like, okay, goofy. So black family, when they start complaining like they do, oh, blacks in America treat us bad. Understand, it's not that we treat them bad because we don't like them. It's because we have all the love in the world for them. But then they arrive here with this negative energy towards us. And it's beyond palpable. You see it on them. I've had to check it on multiple occasions. One, again, with the sister, the Turkish woman I just mentioned. On 40th Street, an African brother did something that was a little shysty, and I let him know, oh, man, I wasn't cool what you did. He goes trying to dap it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, man. Hey, my fault, man, dad. I was like, no, bro, this ain't no dap moment. He was trying to play me, y'all. Y'all know how you telling somebody something, and then he trying to, Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't know I was about to punch him in his mouth. But I let him know politely. I said, no, bro. This ain't no that moment. You tripping. You about to get stole on. Don't do what you just did. And I repeated it to him. No, don't do what you just did, man. See, when we're telling them things that Americans don't have to tell each other, Americans don't have to tell each other to say, excuse me. You understand what I'm saying? The hardest American will walk past five brothers and be like, oh, excuse me, bro, my fault. Because we all about that respect here. We all about respect. White folks don't understand. We're going to give them a little game. Foreigners don't understand. In America, we all about respect. What are we talking about? We're talking about looking twice. Looking two times. Yo, don't look once, look twice. Do you understand? Respect. Look again. Do it again. Try one more time. It's about respect. And see, foreigners come here thinking like the white supremacists. They don't have to respect. They don't have to look twice. They don't got to look again. 
What do we mean? Yo, don't look at me once and go with what you go with the first one. Look again for reassurance. See, many of these people can't even perceive this. What are we talking about? They can't receive family. The concept of respect looking again. Like many of the things that makes Americans great, they can't comprehend. Because we're a very unique group. And I said this to you already in the podcast. And they come here to be amongst that group. They come here to smell that group. They come here to hate on that group, to be a part of that group, to try to outdo it. If it wasn't for that group, they wouldn't come here to America. Do you understand? They think that we're tripping about slavery, that we're caught up on slavery. And we know that it's not a matter of being caught up on slavery. See, they still got the old story. They don't even got the, 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 the new story. They don't even have the understanding of what the real issue is. They think we're being crybabies. When the truth is, we're the only ones still confronting white supremacy head first. No one else is. When they come to America, they're like, oh, they're always complaining. No, we're not always complaining. We're not getting over it like you all keep saying you have. When they say we've gotten over it, what they mean is they've given up. They're defeated. Kaput. And they can try to flip it any other way. But when you ask them why they left where they're from, they left their country. Why did they come to America? Well, they start talking about the white man. Meaning the white man is in their land dominating. So they figured they would come to America. Well, why would you come to America if you saying the white man is here dominating too? Because in America, Americans are fighting white supremacy. In your countries, they're not. See? So they want to come here and ride the free meal train off of our backs while talking smack. Hmm? Do y'all remember Akon? <laughs> Do you remember Akon? He did the Vlad interview where he was talking about... um. Africans and how progressive they are, how much ahead of or over racism they are, and that Americans' issues is that Americans aren't over slavery. Hang on. Yeah, that's crazy. How, how do how do Senegalese really feel about slavery and what happened? Because. You know, there are a lot of very foul people involved in the right. slave trade. There was, of course, Europeans, you right. know, Jews and whites were involved. But, right. you know, Africans were involved in it right. as well. They were Absolutely. selling off their enemies, right. you know, the enemy tribes and, and making their money and so forth. Like, right. how, how, how was slavery really looked at 
out there? Um, well, in Senegal, we've kind of overcome the thought of slavery. We don't even think about it. The only time we think about it, honestly, is when we're doing tours that go to Ireland. You know, outside of that. Now, he said, in Senegal, we've gotten over slavery. We don't even think about it. Hear what that means. Hear it. We, we've gotten over it. We don't even think about it. He did not say we've eliminated it. Like the issue. No, I mean, and and slavery. Let's let's even say that because these things still go on. He's like, yeah, we just over it. People have lived and moved and way beyond the slavery concept and idea and mind state. They moved on beyond the concept, idea, and mind state. Where'd you go to? It's still happening. Stuff is still going down. Oppression is still real. What, what, where'd you go? What? Right, because in Senegal, you actually know your history. You right. can trace your family back a hundred generations, yep. whatever else. You still have your names, right. your real names. You know? Now, how insulting is this? See, oh, because, yeah, in Senegal, see, it's different because you all still actually know who you are. What do you mean? Because you guys can all trace your name back. I said, a lot of people can trace their name back. Who are they trying to suggest can't trace their names back? Who are they trying to suggest don't know who they are? What are they talking about? That name Johnson, right, or and Jackson, Jackson, and Washington, <laughs> and all the other slave owners that that were right, the presidents who had slaves during that time, right, Jefferson, right. you know, and, and so. And the family, they trying to pump fake, right? Oh, most of these names were oh, these were all slave owners' names, and these white people all had these names and names. Man, when you start getting to these names, a lot of these names were black names. Do you understand? There's many lies that have been, have been told. And many of our brothers and sisters have been putting us onto these lies already. I hope that the listenership here at the Nonstop Working Podcast, I hope you guys are aware of these kind of things. Okay, and speaking of which, this is why y'all want to make sure y'all catch my segment, White Nigga, that's coming. Okay, I'm preparing that right now. And... The information just keeps pouring in, but there's many things that you guys got to have understood if you're going to go forward and be successful here from here on. If you're going to navigate this thing from here forward, because the white supremacy isn't going to go away 100 percent, but it's dying down and it's attempting to mutate. It's mutating. And you need to know what that will look like. How will it present itself? Because it will. It will. And it is. Okay, this is why you got people thinking that things aren't still happening and talking like Akon is. For yeah, but you guys actually have your history, and that was the whole thing of walking around Senegal. People just felt this was the first time I felt black people just felt comfortable, right, and with no type of disease. You right. know, I mean, uh, I, I think it's it's also the art of just letting the past go yeah. and moving towards the future. And I think in the U.S. they have this stigma of just not letting go of the past See? and blaming the past on See? every mishap See? or you know disappointment. And I See, he said we in America, this is what I'm trying to tell you about 
the foreigners. You see how he just said that? They got a laundry list of black Americans this, black Americans that. This is one of those things or a few of those things that are on that list. I encourage you to sit down with foreigners and ask them about this stuff. Don't be afraid. Just promise them that you won't get upset, blame them, argue them, or become violent. But ask them about this stuff, how they feel, what they know. And what he's saying here, oh, they got this thing where, you know, they blame the past. We don't blame anything. We acknowledge it. See, he wants us to be over it. Put it in the past, move beyond. We like, no, no, no. Let's acknowledge that that went on in the past. Let's correct that. And then let's move forward. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Hmm? Isn't, isn't that what we did with the Jews in the Holocaust situation? Didn't we say, hey, acknowledge what happened, correct it, make, yeah, and then let's move on, right? When it comes to black Americans, no, black Americans just need to move on. Fuck correction, right? That's what Akon is saying. Letting go of the past and blaming the past on every mishap or, you know, disappointment. And I think... As long as you hold on to that past, it's just a lot of weight that you carry with you everywhere you go. And it's hard to move forward and move fast when you got a you know, weight on your back. Right. You just got to let it go. There's also been no reparations. And there's been, you know. Yeah, but unfortunately, man, like, it's not like America is going to take the initiative to do it. See? See? That's how foreigners come talk. That's how a white supremacist talks. Right there. That's how someone who, who is defeated talks right there. That's old nigga babble right there. That's that 93 nigga babble. That, that six, that's that uh, uh, 86 nigga babble. Well, I mean, the white man got it all under the dark and key. Well, I'm, well I mean, I, you know, we could try, but I mean, at the end of the day, the white man going to do what the white man going to do. And see, they try to act like, oh, in America, that's how we are. And I'm trying to tell you, you know, that's how they are in foreign places. He's saying it himself. Listen to him. He's saying it himself. You just got to stop treating these people like they damn special. He's a man that sings some damn songs. Listen. On your back. Right. He's got to let it go. There's also been no reparations. And there's been, you know. Yeah, but. Unfortunately, man, like, it's not like America is... Listen to this hoe-ass nigga real quick. I gotta, I gotta drop that in there. Hold on. Listen to this. And, you know, yeah, but unfortunately, man, like, it's not like America is going to take the initiative to do it. I mean, otherwise they would have did it already. Really? What in the fuck? Well... This is how niggas get when they ain't got nothing intelligent to say. They go, well, I mean, it's not like America's gonna, gonna do it. What? It's not like they're gonna do it. I mean, they would have been done it already. That's how foreigners talk. When it, when, when it comes to 
black Americans having what's owed to them, when it comes to black Americans being treated fairly, when it comes to black Americans being respected, they think we should just get over shit, that we need to just accept things. And I want you all to understand that that's how they operate where they're from. In Senegal, they just get over what white folks come and do to them. They just get over being dominated. When they get dominated and pressed, they just go, well, accept that, okay? And move forward. That's how they move there. In Nigeria, they blame the government. They do that there. They blame the government and flee. They run, they blame the government there and then run to somewhere else in Nigeria. Those are the kind of things they're doing in Turkey. In America, we getting it popping every step of the way, telling a man, you're going to take this L. We get up every day and make it happen. We got five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve hustles and eight side jobs, and all them Jones twerking, and y'all don't even know about it. Y'all working in the fast food restaurants, we shutting fast food restaurants down. Stop, foreigner. Y'all have no idea what Americans are doing. Foreigner, foreigner, you have no idea what Americans got going on. Family, we cannot let them get out of control beside themselves. Indians got reparations. The Jewish got reparations for Holocaust, and it wasn't even done in America. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Italians so, got reparations. Italians got reparations. Japanese. I mean, Japanese got reparations. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's to the point now where African Americans have to really understand their worth and realize that America was never or intended to ever, you know, consult or even make up for any of that. They, they're not sorry. You know? They don't care. Yeah. It's obvious. So do you want to stay here and continue to be treated this way or just go back home? Now... He says, do you want to stay there and be treated or just go back home? This man is implying that our home is Africa. He's implying that our home is Africa. See, this is how out of touch these niggas are. I was having a discussion earlier today. And a brother asked me about. My feelings on the Atlantic slave trade. That's just how he said it. He said, how do you feel about the Atlantic slave trade? I said, beg your pardon? He said, yeah, like, how you feel about it? I was like, how do I feel about it? I said, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean? I said, what do you know the Atlantic slave trade to have been? How do you know? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is, what's my feelings on that shit? Like, like I had something to do with the shit, you know? And he said, 
and he gave me his rundown of what what he understood it to be and I was like well I was like your perspective on it is as if we took a afrocentric view of it right and I said in if we did so I don't have any argument with what you said that's it's all accurate he's like yeah so I was like however I'm a North American. I said, what you describe is what occurred to Africans and you're suggesting they were brought to America. Said, America wasn't populated by Africans brought here. And you know that, right? I was like, but I'm one of the guys that was already here. So the story for me is a reverse thing. Like some Africans showed up with some Europeans because Europeans was brought over here all crazy, is what I told him. So Europeans was brought here all crazy on some ships first. Then later, some niggas started being brought over here by Europeans from Africa. He said, but they needed them to deal with us. He was because he was like, yeah, well, everybody mixed in that at this point. I said, well, yeah, but we, you know, just so we clear, though. So my idea of what this. Atlantic slave trade, how it went down. If if you think I got the story or this idea that, well, my family all came from slave ships and the Mayflower and the Jesus. No, I don't got none of that. I don't know any of that to be 100. I know that a whole lot of Europeans were sent over here on the behest of a King George. That's the right one. I got the right one. It was George, right? Y'all check it. It was George, the black one. It might have been James. James, excuse me. King James. I was close. The damn King James, the one that wrote the Bible. He was sending a lot of these little niggas over here. These European ones. His folks... You feel me? The one run, the one running the show sent a lot of niggas over here, little Europeans. The wealthy elite in Europe sent a lot of them niggas over here. In fact, they were, at one point, they were uh, regularly kid kidnapping Europeans off the streets. The people that were released from the prisons, they were kidnapping them. They made a thing of it. It was a regular practice. They were kidnapping them. And bringing them over here, they were, it was like an underground, you know how they do the underground sex trafficking thing? It was similar, you know, and it's, that I know of, it still happens today, but heavy in Europe, they were kidnapping the boys and the girls and homeless folks or whatever, putting them on ships and things like that and shipping them off. They would um, act like they were showing a pretty girl a boat. Yo, let me check out this boat. Just then the third, she would get on, start sitting down, chilling. Next thing you know, the boat would take off. Boom. Go look it up. Okay? But they were bringing Europeans over here heavy in that way. Uh, and they were making it a business. They made it a business for the people to capture these people and send them over here. So at one point in time, us dark-skinned folks here in America... Don't try to label us as Indians. That just confuses you. All right, just start getting rid of that in your mind. That thing where we like, we're the Indians. Get rid of that in your mind. 
Just just understand niggas was here already. You were part of the niggas that was here already, most likely. If you can't say out your mouth that your mom and your dad come from an African place, your ass is probably a nigga from here. Okay? Okay. All of the Africans, if you was from if you was from uh Kenya, any of them fucking places, when you ran into them here. They would greet you like you was from here, from there. They would they would see you and know. They would talk to you. They would holler at you, all that kind of shit. But they don't deal with folks that's not from they thing. So I'm like, look, I know I ain't African. Why not? It's because Africans don't treat me like I'm African. They treat me like I'm American. Yeah? But we was already here. And those Europeans started getting shipped over here. And y'all know those little colonies they was talking about? Back in the day when they was like, oh, the Virginia colonies stuff. Those were some of the first places these little European slaves were sent to. So when those colonies were first established, they needed a way to start creating money. They had to grow crops and food and all of this. So the European folks was like, yo, send them niggas over there and let them work the land. They was calling that shit indentured and all of that. Y'all know that, right? Send them over there. Let them white niggas work the land. And then they can make some wages that way. Meanwhile, we can get our colonies started up. That's what these Europeans was doing, right? These foreigners was doing. The American Negro at the time, we was doing all kind of other shit. We had confederacies and we was doing powwows and shit or whatever. We was meeting around fires and cooking and shit. We also had some wars and things like that amongst ourselves, but we was doing our own thing 1,000%. I'm saying that to learn fully about what we were doing, you have to cut off this European part and just be talking about our part. That's why it doesn't happen in the history books. Because the history is talking about Europeans. If you were just talking about just niggas, right, you would have this part where before 1600 and down, you would be talking. So 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, you would be going there. Whenever in school, they start talking about those numbers, they switch and start talking about Europe, Greece, and all this other shit. They start talking about everywhere else. You ain't gonna, they, they don't got, they don't be talking about what was going on in America before some Europeans got there. And if they do, they try to frame it in a way that references the 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 Mongoloid, not the us, the indigenous people over there. <sighs> so yeah, I was saying to the guy, I was like, look, I know the slave trade to go that way. You know what I'm saying? And as I'm saying to y'all, yo, it was a lot of Europeans that came here first, and then a few Africans, like a couple hundred, three hundred, something like that, later. And then mixing about started happening, right? Mixing about was kind of always happening when you had the European here, when they was coming here. When Europeans were coming here, Getting with natives and the indigenous people wasn't out of the realm of they get down. Get what I'm saying? 
and it wasn't a big black, white, black, white thing. Again, remember, family, that's something that started later on. So when Europeans was coming over here, a lot of them was getting with dark-skinned folks. Some of them didn't know how to live. Some of them, a lot of them were having children. And in some cases, their children were adopted by the indigenous tribes and raised. This is somehow, sometimes how you got the, the mixing and the lightning and some of these white folks that be claiming to be Indian and all this other shit. You know, many of them gave up children and children were adopted. Some of them abandoned children and children were taken in. Stuff like this. This is all the stuff that you don't hear Europeans talking about in the history books. They mention it, they reference it, but they don't talk about it, they break it down. So it's important that you know that we're going to be talking about stuff like this and getting deeper into that in the white niggas um, podcast, all right? And then I'm going to have to do a white niggas too because we want to talk about the white devil, the difference between the white devil and the white man and how to understand and distinguish the difference. We also want to talk about the tools. What is the tools of the white devil? What is the weapons of the white devil and how do we arm ourselves against those weapons so that you know we can deal with them mm -hmm. and one of the key tools of the white devil is psychological warfare psychological the white devil learned a long time ago that it couldn't defeat the melanated man and woman straight up face to face head on in a combat situation. So they began to employ psychological warfare. But I want y'all to understand that a part of them employing psychological warfare is due to not being able to dominate physically. But it's also a part of their design that they were equipped with this understanding of how to be manipulative to achieve a goal. And the black being, it is not our nature to operate in that way through deceit and things like that. And we're going to talk again. It gets really deep, man. It does. I can't even lie. It gets deep. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. So make sure y'all tune in. We're going to talk about it briefly when I do the White Niggas podcast. It's going to be a short one. And then we'll have another one, the part two. That'll be on Patreon. And you guys can tune in there. But I'm going to get in depth with some more stuff there. It's going to be heavy. All right. But I want y'all to understand, family. I want y'all to understand, family, that when these foreigners come over here, they have all kinds of ideas like this. Okay? And you got to check that stuff. You have to check it. And you also have to be careful. Because you can be sitting around these folks thinking that they're cool and they actually don't like you. They actually hate you. You know? And I'm saying foreigners. 
but also those darn Europeans. Okay? But be careful with these foreigners because they come over here and they have a lot of energy. Some of y'all getting snitched on at your job is because of that foreign person. They come over here, they think they outdoing you. You go to restaurants, you order food, they being smart and give you a hard time. You don't understand why. When you see them around town, they avoiding you, giving you dirty looks. But I want y'all to remember, man, this ain't nothing new. If you if you're if you're an American man and you I'm 34, when I was nine years old, oh, women were saying they didn't like the African girls at the braiding shop. They were saying that all the time. They were saying they didn't like the African men because of the way they behaved. Right? The women would say, I don't like them African men. They be being all aggressive. No, they weren't being aggressive. They were being disrespectful. You see that? They didn't think they needed to respect American women. They came over here thinking American women were just objects they can use and abuse. They weren't being aggressive. They were being disrespectful. Speaking of disrespectful, these Europeans uh, are turning up the disrespect. All right, the Europeans are turning up the disrespect, and we're going to talk about the disrespect. I told y'all, make sure y'all tune into that. Make sure y'all tune into that. Uh... Whoa. Whoa. My bad, y'all. Make sure y'all tune into that White Niggas podcast. Okay? Came in hot real fast right there. My bad, y'all. But make sure y'all tune into that White Niggas podcast. We're going to talk more about that. But the European has been getting very disrespectful. Especially that European woman. She's been getting very disrespectful. All right, all the white women are angry because of the abortion thing. You know, but they, they seem to be going through something psychological as well. And just a few weeks ago, I was sexually assaulted, harassed by this woman. Young girl, tripping. I'm hanging out in the park. She's trying to climb all on me and lick on me and all this other stuff and saying all of this raunchy stuff. Raunchy and inappropriate, you know what I'm saying? Just one degree away from just 100% racist. And I'm like, yo, man, y'all got to get your friend here. But it made me start paying a lot of attention to the white women around me, like really looking at them, man. And not just them, but all the women, because I said, if I'm going to be looking at them, I'm going to look at all of them too. But I realized, especially with that white woman that, you know, they're real troublemakers, man. You know, white women are walking around doing some very antagonistic shit regularly. And some of the places that I hang out, with brothers and sisters where we hang out you know there's this new wave of foreigners hitting philadelphia i mean but they treat black folks 
they treat getting around black folks when they get around black folks they act like they are in a zoo they will get in front of black folks and just stand there and stare at them and act like they're not staring and staring at nigga you know when something natural occurs it's no big deal but then when something unnatural occurs you notice it like when a person walks past five times in a row you say yo did that person walk past five times you say did they ever leave so this is what these white women are out here doing they're out here following men around stores and shops yeah When I sit out, if I'm at the park, white women walk their dogs over to my feet and say things like, she likes to come over here. Oh, my dog just likes being over here. My dog just likes the people. My dog just likes to meet everybody. I'll be doing something like working on a piece of artwork, family. I'll be drawing a picture. And they'll come over and say, my dog just likes the people. They do things like try to put on their sunglasses to keep you from seeing them looking at you. They do things like position themselves strategically to be able to see you and view you with ease. They do things like sit with their boyfriends while looking at guys they think is more attractive. Black fellas, I want you to I want y'all to I want y'all to pay attention fellas when you go out, pay attention to white women and how they try to make sure they are in or around you. They they're around you. Excuse me. They're in your area or around you. Watch them. Look at them and you'll see them looking at you and trying to pretend they're not. They'll watch you from afar. If you're sitting in a chair, they'll watch you from a corner. Walk up to you and then once they get to you, they'll try to act like they've never been paying you any mind. And they'll call it, I'm watching my surroundings. They're not watching their surroundings. See what I'm saying? Their game is to always make it seem like you're doing something inappropriate and they're trying to make sure they're they're being safe. That's antagonistic. To walk around, to go near black folks and act like you're protecting yourself from them. That's antagonistic. And some of you guys don't want to understand how dangerous that is to be a black man dealing with these individuals who are everywhere. They're in the workplace. You understand? They're in the restaurants. They're walking down the street everywhere. They're in the gyms, right? And they're antagonizing black men. They're coming to do things to make you upset. Some guys are silly. They're like, no, nah, man. They just be wanting that black that. No, nah, man. I'm going to want that black that. And I agree with you. They do. 
So why don't they just say that? You can't just say that. How else do you get to it? That's exactly what adults do. When adults want things, that's exactly what they do. They say that they want it. They get that. That's what they do. They don't play a game. They don't follow people around. They don't suggest dogs wanted to hang out. White women don't play with white men that way if they're interested. White woman sees a man, meets a man, white man that she likes, she will have sex with that man 40 minutes later. These women sit on pavements. They eat outside of restaurants on the concrete. But when it comes to dealing with a black man, oh, nope. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm really special. I'm really unique. I'm really. No, that's just to control black people, to piss off black people. See, we operate with the most respect. Talk to you about that already. When you are dealing with black folks who know their shit. You must be so on point with your conduct. That's how we move. That's not how white folks move. When you get in with white folks, the more comfortable everyone gets, the less conduct we operate with. Hmm? You start getting cool with them folks, the more chaotic things start to get. Fellas, y'all not understanding. There are some white folks who are out here who are on point. However, there are many white supremacists. And many of these white supremacists are women. And the white supremacist woman, I told you this already. The white women of the KKK, those women, women KKK, they are still and have been fighting with the men and the women have split in groups and the men done split because the uh, the KKK's original shebang was different its original intent was different however you know that white devil is vicious and so now Many of these, like I said to you, these white folks, they're at odds. When you look at the Democrat and Republican and Trump and the FBI rated it, man, this is white people fighting. I told you that. And so, black man, you need to be careful. The American black man, yeah, we still got some fools out there. But for the most part, the American black man knows he got to be careful with the white woman he knows there's particular kind of white women he can deal with and then he knows there's the ones he needs to avoid and then he knows overall he still has to be on point right but the foreigner see the foreigner didn't get a lot of lessons as i told y'all they think they know every damn thing so they come here thinking they smarter than everybody they think the idea is 
get with the white man, get with the white woman, and you'll be fine. So they come over here ready to kiss their butt. First thing these niggas do is go trying to get them a white woman, start trying to live up off of her. Yeah, first thing they go do is, oh, 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 the white women smile. I like them because they smile. White women don't be smiling at niggas like that. Niggas just be feeling themselves, the foreigners. Yeah, nigga gets smiled at once. He think white women smile more than black women. So the foreign dudes are over here, hype as hell. Getting with these white women, not really understanding that some of these white women are white supremacists. Yeah, she talking about she like hip hop music. She talking about, yeah, she's got black friends and you ain't really hearing it. She got all these tattoos. You don't understand what the shit mean. Whole white supremacist, you laying up with her. And she like, yeah, make one wrong move, nigga. Some of y'all might say, well, why would a white supremacist have sex with a black person? It's because everybody want to have some sex with everybody else. What do you mean? Asians want to have some sex with everybody else. Black folks want to have sex with everybody else. White folks want to have sex with everybody else. Everybody want to have some sex with everybody else. Keeping it simple. And being a supremacist doesn't mean you don't have sex with black folks. It means you participate in oppressing them. You can have sex with black folks and still be oppressing them. The sexual acts does not eliminate oppression. A sexual act does not eliminate or exempt you from participating in oppressive acts. So to mean you can be delivering all the good magic candy stick to the racist woman and she still be a racist. You giving her access to you doesn't make her not a racist. But many foreigners don't understand what racism is and how it works. So they go for this stuff real easy. Respectfully, I want to play this. At Removery, we specialize. My bad, hang on. expected to lay out its case against a social media influencer accused of murder. Police in Hawaii arresting the woman four months after police say she stabbed her boyfriend. CBS 4's Jacqueline Quinn joins us live from the state attorney's office to explain. Jacqueline, good morning. Good morning, and Trish, we've already heard from her lawyer saying that she is facing a murder charge at this point, and we're waiting to hear more specifics later this afternoon from the state attorney's office. But the reason why she was in Hawaii, her attorney says, is because she has been receiving PTSD treatment and related issues to this case. Now, this case goes back to April 3rd. Police were called to one Paraiso in Edgewater. They found Claney's boyfriend, Christian Obamselli, stabbed inside of her apartment. He was taken to the hospital, but he died on the way there. Since then, his family has been pretty open about how they feel, saying they want her arrested. 
Courtney Claney's team have said this was a domestic issue that came about because she removed her boyfriend from the lease, but he kept coming back. Her attorney sent us this statement expressing that we are completely shocked at Courtney's arrest based upon the clear evidence of self-defense in this matter. Obamselli attacked her and choked her that evening. Courtney had no choice but to meet force with force. Further, we are disappointed that the state attorney sought an arrest warrant in this matter. Now, Obamselli's family has said nothing could have warranted his death. Devastation doesn't quite describe what my family's experiencing right now. Yesterday, we finally told our 93-year-old grandmother that her grandson, who was expected to come home to Texas to visit for his 28th birthday, will no longer or ever be returning home. Hmm. And again. Hmm. Okay. Hang on. See. Hold on. See. Now y'all hear that right? That's Courtney Cleaney, white woman. Courtney Cleaney killed her boyfriend. Said it was a domestic. She took his name off the lease, but he kept coming back. Y'all got to understand, man. Women, when they're angry, they do things just like that. Oh, I'm upset with you. I'm taking your name off the lease. Get out. You're not getting out. I'm changing the locks. He keeps coming back. He comes back and she stabs him. Oh, it was in self-defense. He was on me. I had to fight force with force. See, those those kind of white supremacist excuses they make. Huh? It's the kind of stuff Kyle's Rittenhouse mom and shit be saying. Yeah? Those are the kind of types. Kyle Rittenhouse mom, that's that's the type of white supremacist woman we're talking about. Hang on. I'm looking for um, I want to know. I want to know. I'm trying to look family. I want to know um, where the brother's from. Give me a second. All right. It says here. I found. What is this? Um, whatever. It's one of these info sites here. It says. Real name Christian Toby Obamzali. Date of birth April 1994. It says age 27 years old. Place of birth, Dallas, Texas, United States. His nationality, Nigerian. Girlfriend-wife, Courtney Cheney. Occupation, model-slash-entrepreneur. Net worth under, I don't know, it doesn't say. Okay. So it says nationality, Nigerian. Okay. Respectfully. Rest in peace to that brother. However, you know, fits the description of what we're talking about, right? Again, we Americans, we understand this situation we're dealing with, with white people, the white supremacist, the white devil, the Caucasian, the European. 
they don't understand that. The foreigner. They come here with this idea that's all twisted. Okay? I'm just to drive this home. I want to give y'all this one because I don't want this one to slip. Okay. Okay. And y'all remember this one? Okay, and that's Amber Geiger. That's Amber Geiger trying to apologize for killing Baltham John. In his apartment that she said she thought was hers. Did y'all hear that? And then, you know, later we find out that she was having a romantic relationship with Baltham. Y'all see this? Now, Baltham, right? Foreign brother dealing with the white girl, white girl, police officer, kills the brother in the apartment. This other brother here. Dealing with the, 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 the OnlyFans girl. Foreign brother. They got evidence or they got screenshots of his tweets where he's saying uh, funny stuff about black women and Americans, black Americans, how much he prefers white women. And then she stabs him up. See, they think this is they think it's all kumbaya. Slavery was all in the past. Like Akon said, you just move forward, avoid niggas, and you won't have no problems with white folks. And family, we understand that's just not the way it works. It's deeper than that. 
The issue that the European has is real. And it's not it's not as simple as they don't like niggas because we black. It's deeper than that. And they're now dealing with their own self, fighting with their own self, their own numbers, you know. People are losing their lives in this heat. The weather is taking folks out. Disease is taking folks out. All right. Folks not reproducing. The women don't want to reproduce. All different kind of things is going on for the European, the white person, the Caucasian, the white supremacist, the white devil. And black man, what you got to be doing is preparing yourself for your ascension. And if you're spending your time sitting around lollygagging in arguments and unproductive things, if you are spending a great deal of your time being unproductive, that's the term, fellas, unproductive. You are not preparing yourself. You are unprepared for what we are in. They told you guys we were moving towards 5D, told you that the 5D was about your technology, said it was about your phone. When it's really about you. Don't wait in line. Be the first out the gate. Fellas, you got to protect yourself right now. Sisters are going through some things and they're going to have to go through it. But in the meantime... You have to keep a guard up because the European, the white supremacist, is dying. And it wants to sustain itself. And to do so, it has to turn up the tricks. Don't be one who gets fooled by the tricks. Be too productive. Oh, please don't misunderstand my message. Those of you who want a white woman. Go for what you know. But you may want to know the difference between who you're dealing with, right? Who you want to be dealing with and who you don't want to be dealing with, you might want to know. Check these foreigners that come here. Don't let them slide. You don't got to be violent to check anybody. But we have to take back the narrative. We have to take back ownership of who we are as Americans, as Black folks here in America as the ones that have been building this, the ones that have here been doing this. We need to be proud about us. We don't have time for everybody else anymore. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. We need everybody to pull their own weight. We need folks to be sharing resources with us. We need folks to be giving us places to come to. But no, everyone instead is trying to come to America for free benefits.
This is Anchor.fm forward slash 215, the nonstop working podcast, Philadelphia's number one independent podcast. I'm going to shut up here because I have to. But I want you guys to listen out for the White Nigga Podcast, okay? We're going to talk in that joint. And we're going to do it in segments. You hear me? We're going to do it in segments. So you guys aren't burnt out. You'll be able to skip through as you like. Go back to parts and revisit, okay? And you're going to want to hear that second part over at Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nonstop work. And if you haven't already, you can join me there. We got cool content there. You can access things like the audio version of Stocks Super Simple. If you guys haven't already been trading in the stock market, Stock Simple, Super Simple will tell you how to get going in the stock market in six easy steps. You can also purchase the hard copy of Stock Super Simple if you're interested at lulu.com forward slash spotlight forward slash stocks super simple. Make sure you guys continue to listen in to the Non-Stop Working Podcast. Share it with your friends. All right, our listenership has been growing. We got over 30% female listenership. Once upon a time, we were talking, we were telling you guys that we wanted to get to 30. It was at 15, so we're up above 15% for the ladies' listenership. So shout out to you ladies for tuning in. You guys make this a very wonderful environment and great show. And I also want to say shout out to everybody who's been sending over content Helping me stay informed. Okay. We're, we're sharing with people all over the world. People all over the world is listening and sharing with us. So this is a great thing that we're doing. Shout out to the Mastermind Art Group. Okay. We got some art shows and presentations coming up. So make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Baron Heard Paintings. All right. And that's it, guys. I'm going to get out of here now. Because I'll keep doing this. I love you guys. I'll keep doing it. All right. But yeah. Stay decent. And until next time, man, it's the Non-Stop Working Podcast. Hey, are you looking to start investing in the stock market? It's easy to get going, and I can teach you how to do it in six easy steps. That's That's right, right. just six easy Easy steps steps. to get your very first shares of stock. To find out how you can be one of the many people around the world buying and selling stock in the stock market, purchase Stock Super Simple today at lulu.com forward slash spotlight forward slash stocks super simple. That's lulu.com forward slash spotlight forward slash stocks super simple. Third base, the hit out. Third base. Third, third, you already know it's your boy, Mr. Hurt. Ladies, this one's for you. Bringing you those jams. You would have to be crazy to not like something. Buy it now on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Title, and more. I used to just do it on Android. Now everybody got the iPhone. All y'all got the iPhone. So ain't no excuse. I spent one dollar, not one million, no more. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> one dollar. <laughs>